The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Councilmember Fred DeHart III. Present. Councilmember Letitia Johnson. Present. Councilmember Gabriela Santiago Romero. Councilmember Mary Waters. Present. Councilmember Angela Whitfield Calloway. Present. Councilmember Coleman A. Young II. Council President Pro Tem James Tate. Here. Council President Mary Sheffield. Present. Madam President, you have a quorum present. All right, thank you. There being a quorum present, we are now in session. And um, if we can promote uh, Director Todd, if he is joining us virtually so that he can be a part of the discussion. And we will start off with Mr. Gulak. So if you can just give us an overview on where we are today, and we can start with the appeals portion. Yes, good afternoon. Uh, Chris Gulak, City Planning Commission staff. Um, we may also be joined by HRD staff as well. Um, yes, uh, yesterday the council started its uh, deliberations on the uh, block grant NOF, and we had an overview. Uh, we also provided a chart uh, for city council, and there was also an appeals hearing. So the, the, to summarize, the chart has 47 groups that applied for NOF, and 35 are recommended uh, by the administration and the planning commission, who voted on that in January. And there was 12 groups recommended for um, no funding. Yesterday, the council received six appeals. And today um, is a follow-up to the appeals process. Uh, we did, our office did um, email city council members uh, two documents this after, uh, earlier today. One is an appeals chart follow-up, and the second is an analysis from HRD on the, on the um, six appeals. We also passed out hard copies of those before this meeting um, for the council to um, have in their possession. Um, I also have extra copies of the overall chart that we you know, emailed and passed out to groups in the last week, uh, I mean to council. So if anyone needs an extra copy of the big chart, uh, please let me know. Um, so I was going to quickly walk through the, two, the appeals follow-up documents. Um, so the one is a chart, and that lists the... Um, the six groups that appealed, and um, also this other page is the eight nap by eleven sheet from HRD, providing more analysis to each appeal. Um, I can answer any questions now, but or Madam Chair, would you like me to walk through that chart? Yes. Okay. So walking through the chart, the, the first group on the chart that appealed is is Disability Network, and um, this group did score low at sixty eight. Um, so they, they did meet all the threshold, but they do have a, a score below the 80-point threshold. Uh, at the appeals hearing, the group said it, filled, it said it filled out part of the application wrong based on its understanding of previous funding. So there was some confusion by the group, I believe, and that resulted in losing some points. Um, the group reiterated it did meet all the threshold documents, which it did, but it did score low. Um, HRD provided an analysis uh, separately to council providing the scoring for Disability Network, and they do show they did lose significant points in the four major categories under organization information, project description, output and outcomes, and budget. So overall, the group did, did score 68 points, and um, the HRD and the Planning Commission staff is recommended a denial of the appeal. 
Excuse me, one se sure. second, Mr. Gulak. If the clerk would note, we've been joined by member Santiago Ramiro and also member Young. Clerk will so note, Madam Chair. Thank you. Go ahead. The second group on the chart is Second Chance Covenant Ministry. Um, this group this group did meet all the, the threshold attachments, um, but it did have a low score of 52 points, uh, which is well below the 80-point threshold. Um, this One of the major problems is the group only has four board members, and HRD did submit an analysis that, in fact, there was only four listed on the uh, application. Um, the group did say during the hearing that they did lose, unfortunately lost one of their, I believe, board members due to a car accident, and... Um, but they do have six members now, but the application does only list four. But the group also scored low in many other categories, which resulted in a recommendation for denial. Uh, in summary, HRD and CPC staff were recommended denial of the appeal. The third major, the third group on the chart is Team Hype Youth Development. Um, this group, this group um, was recommended for zero because it did not meet the threshold attachment requirements. It was missing several items listed on the chart. The Michigan Nonprofit Annual Report, the Articles of Incorporation, the Certificate of Good Standing, and their nonprofit designation. It, it, even though it missed those items, it was scored separately. It did have an 85 point. Um, the group stated during the appeals uh, yesterday uh, that based on the application checklist, all, they, they thought all documents were submitted. Um, the computer application did not request the computer application, they said, did not flag those as being missing. Um, so HRD provided a, a detailed response to this one as well, and they said they've, um, after reviewing the attachments, they've confirmed that the threshold documents were not there. Um, so as a result, HRD was recommended to deny the appeal, and CPC staff was recommended that as well. During yesterday's appeals hearing, it was, OCP and HRD noted that if a group applied early enough in the process, uh, Oracle would flag items to be missing, and then HRD would, would work with them. Um, but we're not sure what happened in this case, why the uh, items were not received. The next, made, next group on the list is Mosaic Youth Theater. And this group was also recommended for zero. It was missing several threshold items. It did score an 85 but it was flagged for missing the Michigan Nonprofit Annual Report, the Articles of Incorporation, the Certificate of Good Standing, and the Nonprofit Designation. At the appeals hearing yesterday, the group asked for reconsideration. Um, they thought they uploaded the forms, and they said at, the, at yesterday's hearing that Oracle is challenging to use. Um, HRD submitted a response to Mosaic Youth. They said after reviewing the attachments, they confirmed that the documents were not submitted, and HRD was recommended de denial of the appeal and CPC staff concurs with that recommendation. On the second page of the chart is Akibalan Village. Um, this group did submit all of its threshold materials, uh, but it scored a 78, which is two points below the 80-point threshold. At the appeals hearing, the group highlighted the good work that it does in the community on the Lower East Side. Um, in the hearing, the group asked council to grants an exception for scoring below the 80 points. Uh, HRD on their chart did provide an analysis of uh, why the group was given a 78. Um, they, they were missing, they scored 18 out of 25 in the organization section. Project description, they scored 27 out of 35. 
outcomes, they scored 19 out of 20. In the budget, they scored 14 out of 20. So HRD did provide an analysis of the scoring for this group. Um, because it is below the 80-point threshold, uh, HRD was recommending, I believe, denial of this. And um, CPC staff was concurring with that recommendation. And lastly is the Coleman A. Young Foundation. This group did score below threshold. They scored 75 points. They did have all their information, uh, but it was scored low. Um, the, during the appeals yesterday, this group highlighted the good work that they're doing and asked for reconsideration. Um, HRD provided an analysis of this group. Uh, this group um, lost most of its point, I believe, on the budget, 12 out of 20 points. Um, so. Um, Unfortunately, this group, some groups do have a deduction for not submitting their contract information uh, on, a, on a timely basis. So unfortunately, unfortunately, this group was flagged five points for that as well. Um, so, in, so for this one, HRD uh, provided an analysis of the score and they were recommending denial of the appeal. And CPCJAP is agreeing with that um, denial as well. Uh, so that, that concludes our overview of the appeals. Um, I can try to answer any questions, or HRD is also available, I believe, to answer any questions. All right. Thank you, Mr. Gulak. Uh, and we will go to questions from uh, my colleagues or any of the appeals that have been submitted, um, starting with Councilmember Young. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Madam Chair. Through you uh, to uh, Mr. Gulak or to whoever this may apply, I just wanted to ask, um, as part of this, has there been any real... Uh, metric involving the specialized service that they provide. Because what makes the Coleman A. Young Foundation uh, different, and I'm not knocking everybody else, I, 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 think, I think it's a shame that the Disability Network Kivalon Village has been doing great work for a long time, it's not included in this. It's from my understanding that we actually have the ability to be able to change some of this process uh, in terms of at least the rank, the scoring. Uh, th and I look forward to doing that in the future and having conversations about that. But I think with here, with Coleman A. Young Foundation, what makes it so different is the fact that we're talking about tertiary education or post-secondary education investment. And I think that should be included because of the rarity of this service. You're actually talking about training people, training children, and then providing them scholarships to be able to go to the next level in their education for skills that we desperately need. And so... I'm looking at some of this stuff about organization and project description, but I just think that they're the, 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 the specialty, the rarity of the service, you know, I mean, it's almost value add, you know, except for the fact that it doesn't cost you more money. So I really think that that's something that should be considered in this process is the fact that they are providing you that something that's rare, a rare commodity that anyone else that would be applying for this would not be providing for you, whether it's educational or recreational. And so I think that's something that we should definitely keep in mind. Thank you. Thank you, Member Young. Uh, any additional questions? I did have a quick question before. Okay, I see you, Member, uh, Member Benson. But to Ms. Hardy, just wanted to get clarity on um, team height. And so they stated yesterday that the computer application did not request the required documents. And then I also see that they submitted yesterday uh, an application process where they stated in, these, in this particular application, 
Uh, please see attached that it does not require the requested documentation. I did reach out to Mr. Gulak yesterday asking if there is a screenshot or something in, in Oracle that would show that the requested documentation was requested, because I still have not seen that uh, to date. I know you guys are saying that it was included in the process, but I have not been able to see any documentation that shows that, in fact, it was requested for uh, teen height. So through the chair, Oracle does not, I repeat, does not send applicants a message noting which documents have not been attached. It is not, to my understanding, a part of its system structure. Um, I believe that someone from the Office of Contracting and Procurement could back that, what I'm saying up. At any time in any bid process, will Oracle send the applicant a message noting what is not missing, what is attached and what's not attached. It is up to the applicant in every bid situation, whether it is for public service, housing, or any other bid to review their application to ensure that the documents that are requested have been uploaded into the system. So no, we do not, no, the system does not send an email. It never has. And to my understanding, unless they have changed the Oracle system, it never will. Um, this is one of the reasons why we attach and why we um, send with the every information session that we conduct we do submit with, to the applicants a checklist that is a part of the program information guidelines so that they can use that as part of their um, application process to ensure that all those, all those documents are attached. We also request and make it mandatory in the application that they use the naming convention that have been designated in the application as part of the information packet and in the overall bid PFR or NOFA that was submitted this year. To name those documents, use the checklist so that they can go back in and review to ensure those documents are attached. Teen Hype has been a part of this uh, funding opportunity for many years. And in years past, they have submitted those documents. They work with us on a everyday basis uh, through their program manager. And we meet with them consistently with their draws to make sure that they're submitting their documents and everything on time. So they are well aware of the requirements of this program. And if you go back and review the program application guidelines and every single workshop, you will see even in our presentation that we are asking applicants to submit these documents and that they must be submitted with every application. Thank you. All right, thank you. And that's why I wanted to be sure um, if you could send over the guidelines and the threshold packet, whatever that you sent to Teen Height, just to ensure that I can actually see that that information was requested. The application that they sent over to me does not list those annual reports in those documents that you're saying that you are requested. So I'm not sure if it's a separate document or the threshold application package or checklist where it's listed, but if you can please send that to me, that would be helpful. Yes, ma'am. All right, thank you. Um, any additional, oh, Member Benson, I know you had questions. All right, thank you. Um, and thank you all for being here today and all this hard work. I just do have to um, acknowledge that if you look at the history of CDBG and how this process used to look, there's been a sea change. And so we used to do these appeals or last, yesterday's appeals in the large auditorium because you would have 
50 and 60 groups coming down yelling and screaming and protesting and so just the fact that you have two or three who show up at this point and it's far less chaotic and hectic i mean there's just been a sea change in how we do ctbgs with that said though i still have a concern about some of the groups that are that make their that don't find themselves in and then looking at today's score sheet is very very helpful to see why they may not have made their way in i think this type of feedback to the groups i believe would be extraordinarily helpful if they don't receive this to that end though in the past there was an opportunity to bring groups in who are found themselves not being recommended for funding and i know that there were some issues around how the um the proposals went out and they were responded to is it possible with a low score not having missed any documentation that they could be brought back in if it's a motion of city council Through the chair, I'm not sure if that's a question for me or if that's a question for city council. No, I don't believe city council could answer that question. I think that okay. would be an administration that could answer that question. Through the chair, yes, uh, because of our procurement policies, if an organization does not meet threshold and if they have a low score, they cannot be brought back in to the funding application. They would have to reapply the following the next year um, funding, but they cannot be brought back in. Okay. Particularly if there's no issue and we have reviewed and found that there were no irregularities or any challenges with the Oracle system. If there are challenges with the Oracle system, the applicant can reach out to the Oracle staff member, um, the buyer at the time, and let them acknowledge that they were having some challenges and ask for assistance. In that case, we have let organizations to submit documentation after the application closes. In this case, it was not a case of the Oracle system failing. It was a case of the applicant just receiving low score on many of the questions where they did not give a complete response. It was just a lot of areas where they could have gotten a better score had they responded completely to the answer. And it just added up a lot of, uh, unfortunately, those questions that were not responded to fully were added up and they just did not meet the score that was necessary to get in. All right, well, thank you. We would be going against our own procurement policy if we were to let them in, which would then be an issue with HUD overall because we're going against our own policies and procedures. Thank you. Um, and then just wanted to say thank you for this uh, scoring sheet. It's very helpful. Um, are the groups able to see these scoring sheets? Through the chair, yes, they are. Okay, we are, are always available after are they sent to these groups. Um, pardon me. Are these proactively sent to the groups if they've not made the cut? So they can see if how the they can do better. If the applicant requests, though, through the chair, if the applicant requests that information, we do make it available to them. Okay, and is this public record or is this somehow privilege document? I do not think it's public record. Again, if they ask for it, we will provide it to them. We do not provide scores and this level of detail to every single applicant about another application. They need to ask for their own information and we will provide it to them. Okay, so what I heard was I think it's privileged. I mean, at a certain point, once something is handed out as on paper, it becomes a public document. I don't know if that if this document is afforded any protection. If it is, I don't have a problem with that, but I just wanna make sure if it's not, that in the intent is that we want to afford this document protection that needs to be done properly. And I'm not sure that it's been done in that way yet. So just to uh, thank you.
Okay, thank you, Member Benson. Um, Member Waters? Mm -hmm. All right, uh, thank you, Madam President. You know, I just, I just have a straightforward kind of question. Can this process be changed? Can you revise it for next year? Because, because there are like a Kibalon Village and some of the other folks who came so close and there's no wiggle room for them. I think that you could probably come up with a process that would allow you to do ex exactly that and, and satisfy HUD at the same time. Uh, through the chair, the process it has been defined. Uh, we, I, I like to say that there were 44 applications and two of those groups did not meet it in because they did not submit all their documentation, which tells me that the process works. It just also tells me that two organizations, unfortunately, did not go back into the system and verify that those documents had been uplifted and into the Oracle system. So it, are we changing the rule to fit two or are we uh, keeping the rule because 30 some out, 33 organizations did the right thing. Um, I'm all for making sure that we're doing the right thing and it's a fair and equitable process. Um, but let's make sure that we're doing a fair and equitable process for everyone and not just two that did not, for whatever reason, go into the system and upload the correct documents. I'm sorry, Member Waters. Um, thank you. That is not what I'm asking you today. I'm not asking okay. that you change it for two today. What I am asking is that you change, you revise this process for next year so that, so that people who come so close to things are not necessarily shut totally out. And I believe that you all can come up with a process when you do some revisions so that you can allow yourselves some wiggle room in order to accommodate some of the people who are doing great work, who've come really, really close. And I just, you know, processes can be changed. They can be revised. So that's all I'm asking. If you take a look at it for next year, I'm not saying go back now and go against your own process. I, I really wish you could, but, but I, I'm going to respect that. I'm just asking that you do that, take a look at it for next year. Thank you. Ms. Hardy? Uh, through the chair, uh, the procurement process does not belong to me. It belongs to the city of Detroit. I would refer this question over to um, Director Ustall so that she can provide feedback on the, or on the procurement process and how the procurement process is defined and uh, the resolution that goes into building that process and keeping it intact for all bids that come through the city of Detroit, not just for the public service NOF process. Thank you. Director Saw, did you have anything yes. to add? Um, through the chair, I think, you know, there are different types of things. Um, there are certain guidelines that are, uh, that, that we have to, where we have to hew to the procurement ordinance and um, other things, uh, other aspects that we can continuously improve, um, for example, in how we um, apply Oracle. And as long as we're um, standardized and um, make sure that uh, the rules and uh, any changes are set in place prior to um, we put out the bid and close and evaluate, then, uh, then we can make sure that we make improvements on the front end for next year. 
Thank you, Member Waters. And I support you on that, Member Waters, as well. And I also think that we need to reexamine our role as council because to me it seems like we, I mean, we're here to hear, uh, to try to advocate for, but as was mentioned earlier, we can't really do much. And it's unfortunate for, you know, to see the young people come down, these organizations come down every year pleading to city council, and we're told every time that we can't, we can't do anything. Um, you know, there was one point in time I do remember that we were able to shift some organizations if we wanted to add one or two in there, but it seems like every year it gets harder and harder for us to be able to touch anything with CDBG. And so I think we need to really take a, a look at our role in this process as well, too. I don't mind sitting here and hearing, but if we don't have the ability to do anything, I just think that's unfortunate as well, too. So I'll work with you, Member Waters, and to Mr. Gulak, to Procurement, to HRD. I mean, there should be some wiggle room left for council to be able to make some changes and recommendations uh, when it comes to us as well. So thank you for raising that, Member Waters. President Pro Tem Tate. Thank you, Madam President. So, you know, it's... To Member Benson's point, uh, seeing how this process has changed over the years, it was it was really bad, <laughs> really, really, really bad. Um, and that's not to say that the folks who were who who were doing the scoring and were doing a terrible job, but just the feedback that we got from those who uh, participated was just some of the things were just horrific to hear. Not not any illegalities, but just the challenges that they had. Um, but so to see where we are today, um, I want to personally commend those uh, folks who have worked to uh, help transform the process. Uh, I am hurt that Teen Hype uh, has not gotten any funding. Um, I know the work that they do, and they do great work. Um, you know, full disclosure, my wife actually sat on the board. Uh, we, we care so much about the entity. My wife sat on the board uh, as, as the chair. I uh, work with them on a number of different occasions. I have relationships with many of the young folks who have uh, come through that particular program. I'm also a process guy. Though. I, I understand that if we lay out a process on the front end uh, to change it because I am hurt about you know the, the outcome, I don't think it's fair to, to everyone. So am I trying to figure out every way I can to, to figure out uh, how to legally get teen hype back into the situation? Yeah. But I, I think if we're going to direct the, the the departments to change the process somehow next year, I think we need to give them some guidance and not just say change it because that ball could certainly continue to move. If, if, if we're just saying make some changes, make some changes, but we've got to also make sure that we provide that direction and what those changes would look like and to see if those changes actually comport with, you know, federal regulations and, and any other regulations that we may, you know, um, confront based upon how we, you know, we feel about this. And I, I remember we did get chastised a couple of years ago by the federal government because of the way that we were handling this particular process. And again, we have not gotten those types of uh, comments, letters, threats even uh, from the federal government for these dollars as we have in the past. So I just want to, you know, again, put my support behind, you know, all these groups who are doing tremendous work, all of them. There's no bad group here. Uh, but if we set out with the process on the front end, I just believe that we have to ensure that we uh, be fair to everyone, uh, even if it's not the results that you know, we want to see. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you, Pro Tem.
Any additional, uh, Member Benson? I just want, and Member Tate just reminded me, and so I want to verify, and at least, and just for disclosure, my wife sits on the board of Detroit Horsepower and proudly see them as leading the way in their category. But I want to make sure that there is no implication of impropriety if I, because I'm required to vote on this, if I vote on that, do I need to recuse myself from that vote? We, she does not receive any pay, nor do I receive any pay from that body. I want to make sure that there's no impropriety if I vote on that. Uh, through the chair, um, yes, you need to recruit yourself. There is a potential conflict. When HUD reviews it, a potential conflict is a conflict. So you would need to recruit yourself from any organization that you have any relationship with, including relatives um, in your household. Okay. On the board, not as an employee, but on the board. You, relationship, relationship, relationship. Board, 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 employee, employee. Again, board. HUD looks at it through the chair. HUD looks at it as a potential conflict, and a potential conflict is a conflict per HUD. Not per Tamara Fontaine Hardy, but per HUD. Okay. All right. Thank you, Member Benson. Uh, Member Young. Thank you. Uh, in the spirit of transparency, I just want to say that I am not on the board of the Coleman A. Young Foundation, <laughs> nor do I have any association with the Coleman A. Young Foundation other than that's my pappy. And um, I have my own education foundation, but I received no money from that, and we are not up for applying for grants. I just want to let everybody know that. Thank you so much. I also just wanted to say that I... Um, also, send my support to uh, Member Waters about changing the process. I understand the very eloquent argument that, Jay, that uh, President Pro Tem Tate made. I mean, I think we do need to make sure that you know we have a process that's functional. And we don't want to go back to that last time. But if we can make improvements, if we can make enhancements, if we can go out of our way to make sure that as many people can uh, uh, participate in this as, as possible, because my heart is broken about Teen Hype and about Akibalon Village and also about Disability Network, as well as the Coleman A. Young Foundation. So if we can include as many people, we can have an open, inclusive, prosperous process, and at the same time also make sure that we have uh, limits and restrictions and safeguards, I think it would be better for everybody involved. Thank you, Madam President. All right, thank you. Through the chair, I'd like to say also that it's important, going back to Detroit Horsepower, that the organization also um, needs to disclose the relationship with um, Councilmember Benson's uh, spouse so that we are aware of that and we can take the necessary precautions that we are deemed to take when it's a conflict of interest through our department to make sure that there's no conflict and we submit the, that information to HUD as well. And in addition to that, we are and I am ready and willing to sit down with any organization that did not meet the funding requirements for the 23-24 funding year and to walk them through their application like we always do. And we're always ready to do that so that they can score better. This is a very, 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 um, this application process and the application, a lot of organizations apply for it. And unfortunately, I would love to have $10 million to give out to every single group that I can, but I don't. I have $2.5 million for 50 to 60 organizations that apply. Somebody's gonna get cut. That's just the reality of it. And we score on the application and the applicant's ability to answer the questions. And so we're willing to work with any organization 
to help them to do a better job in responding to those questions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Director Starr, really quick, is there going to be um, the capability for Oracle to allow the user to be able to be notified if, in fact, a document is missing? I know, like, for example, when things are submitted, you'll get a check mark. Uh, if there's something outstanding, maybe a red X yeah. or something, some simple documents like the yeah. annual notification of their uh, articles of, uh, of incorporation, et cetera, just so that the user can be notified. I think that will help the process uh, of right. people missing simple documents. Go through, right ahead. Through the chair. Through the chair, yes. Um, there is a way that we can set up um, parts of the negotiation to have required responses. And um, we'll make sure that if a document is required, it is put into that section um, of, the, of the negotiation so that is uh, less likely that a, doc a required document will be missed. Perfect. And that will be done for next year's application process. Which um, I believe opens in a few months. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And you said Not that for this program, though. For, for our program, it doesn't okay. open until September, but for okay. other programs, yes. Okay. So just to on the record, I'm just making sure I'm clear, Director Starr, that will be implemented by the next application process for CDBG and OF. Um, through the chair, yes, ma'am. And, and Jim, uh, the manager is listening and hearing me say this. Yes. Okay. Great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you that would help and, us a great deal. I'm sorry. I was saying thank you to Director Ustall. That will help us a great yes. deal as well. Yeah, and that's a simple, simple change, mm -hmm. but very important change. All right, so uh, we have before us Excuse me. We have before us the appeals chart uh, with the recommendations uh, from the City of Detroit and Mr. Gulak in the uh, CPC. And so at this time, there needs to be a motion to accept the uh, recommendations. Is that correct? Oh, Madam Chair, did you say for the appeals chart? For the appeals chart. Yes, that would be the first uh, recommendation. Yeah. All right. Is there a motion? Motion. All right. Motion has been made to accept the recommendations from the appeals chart. Are there any objections? Hearing none, that motion is approved. And Mr. Gulak, I would like to move now to the overall CDBG recommendations that have been recommended for funding. Oh, yes, Madam Chair, um, as I stated earlier, we did submit a chart to the council uh, in the past uh, two weeks uh, listing the uh, 47 groups, uh, 35 are recommended for funding. And um, I guess before council does vote on the chart, um, if, if any council members do have any um, conflict of interest for any of the 35 groups recommended for funding, they should declare that. and. Uh, Parliamentary might want to jump in, but I think they would just declare that, and then you would abstain from voting on that particular group. That's that's my recommendation, but um, I, I'll be corrected by the parliamentary. Right. Parliamentary so I, I'm, I think uh, that will be at the final vote on Tuesday, correct, Dr. Powers? So today um, we're just voting on the chart. The actual voting on the chart would take place at formal session. Yes. If that was the question, I'm sorry. Uh, Madam Chair, I, I just thought today you had to recommend that the chart be forwarded to the Tuesday session for a vote. So I don't know if you need to vote on that groups today or just forward the chart to the formal session on Tuesday. Okay, so is the question about abstaining from the vote today? Or because the, 
what we're doing today is we're uh, accepting the recommendations to be included in a resolution for Tuesday's vote. That's correct. Okay. All right. So you need to know if you need to abstain from today's vote or Tuesday's vote. Discussion. Dr. Powers? Yes, ma'am. Was there another question? I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Member Benson? Discussion. This is to the law department. Well, I appreciate the opinion of the staff. I'd actually like to hear from an attorney if there is a conflict of interest, and there may be. But at this body, the conflict of interests always revolve around for contracts if there is a monetary benefit personally or to an immediate family member. And so that, that's different than a voluntary, than a volunteer board member serving and their group receiving a, a contract, the CDBG um, approval and award. And so I just want to verify, if it is, it's fine, I'm more than happy to recuse myself, but if not, I still want, I would like to do my duty and vote. And I'd like to get an opinion from the law department or have the law department opine on that or get something in writing that indicates that. Okay. Um, Mr. Washington, is there someone on that we can bring on from the law department? Madam Chair, I am not sure if someone from the law is on. I do not see their representative online. Madam Chair. Yes. Uh, this did come up at the commission, city planning commission as well. One of the members is on a board, and I think there's different types of, um, as Councilmember Benson stated, there's different. As long as you have no financial, direct financial benefit, mm -hmm. but you, you can declare that you know my wife is on the board, but I have no direct financial benefit. Um, so I think I think there's different types of uh, conflicts, and and that one is sufficient. Now on Tuesday, how you vote, I, we'd have to probably check with the parliamentarian and law department how you should vote mm -hmm. on Tuesday. So, Madam President, before we move for a vote, motion for an opinion from the law department on Councilman Scott Benson's potential conflict of interest regarding the CDBG vote on Tuesday for the 2024-25 or 23-24 application. All right, motion is on the floor. I see you, Dr. Powers, yes. I was just going to say that <clears throat> in the past, when issues like this have come up, um, References made to the charter section that says um, a council member must vote unless they have a pecuniary, I can't say that, um, financial interest in the, um, in the issue itself. So I don't know um, how that would mesh with what was said earlier. But under the charter, you have to vote unless you are directly benefiting financially. All right. and, but I'm not, I'm, I'm the parliamentarian and not the lawyer from um, um, LPD. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Powers. And uh, we'll still get a written um, opinion from the law department. Uh, Member Benson made a motion. Is there any objections to that motion? All right, hearing none, that motion is approved. And Madam President? Yes, if sir. It went, if it went past anybody, I want to fully declare loud and proud, my wife is a board member of Detroit Horsepower. Do you need I've help? I've been declared. I want to be very clear. I made a declaration. I hope there is no confusion that my wife is a board member of Detroit Horsepower. And I am proud of that fact. Thank you. Okay. All right, thank you, Member Benson. All right, so now... Um, colleagues, we need a motion, if there is one, uh, to 
approve the uh, recommendations for funding for the various uh, organizations and move this to formal session for a vote. Motion. Motion has been made. Any objections? Hearing none, that motion is approved and a resolution will be prepared for Tuesday's formal session. All right, um, Dr. Powers, since we finished everything today, do I need to do anything for the session for tomorrow? Um, may I just first say that um, because of the time, do you need to say that it goes to new business? Yes, um, I will clarify. Is there a motion to make sure that that goes to new business? Hearing no objections, that motion is approved. And to your second question, ma'am, if everything is wrapped up today, then there's no need to have your discussion tomorrow, as I understand it. But I defer to Mr. Uh, Gulak. Yep. No, I was from a process standpoint. I just making sure we don't need to call, cancel anything, send out anything. No, for, you, okay. I, I I would send. I would have the clerk send out a notice to cancel. <laughs> All right. If the clerk would please note. <laughs> clerk will send note, Madam President. All right. Thank you. All right. We will now move to our public comment. And how many hands do we have raised for public comment? <clears throat> Good afternoon, Madam President. We currently have two hands raised on Zoom. All right, thank you. We can proceed with our first uh, public comment and everyone will have two minutes. Let me just change this. The first caller is interested. Oh, interested seems to have dropped off. The first caller is a uh, phone number ending in 534. Yes, hello, may I be heard? Yes, you can. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, the agenda, unless I missed something for anybody watching, couldn't really see what you were deliberating about. I don't know if there was something I was supposed to click on to be able to see it. So it wasn't particularly helpful for a resident to, to see what you were doing there. And as I mentioned in a prior meeting, talking about some kind of conflicts of interest since uh, Mr. Benson used to work for Midtown Inc. And I remember the city took uh, uh, 498 Peterborough out of the tax auction and to give to Midtown Inc. for less than $3,000. Cindy Dare offered $25,000 for the lot. She had been taking care of it for like over 10 years. Uh, people ignored it. Surprisingly, Janae Ayers voted for that. And then Midtown Inc. was supposed to put a, a parking lot and fix up a restaurant. They didn't do it. They flipped the property for $150,000. So it's like putting $147,000 in their pocket. There's a sign for sale now for O'Connor Realty. And I called them up. They said there's a pending offer for $750,000. So this isn't right to be hooking some people up and then ignoring the people that were taking care of the property. And perhaps Mr. Benson should have recused himself from that thing and 
that vote. And then we got Arthur Jamison over at HUD in D.C. And what is he helping out here with this from the prior problems and stuff? So, like, really, that's, that sale of 498 Peterborough was super uncool. They tried to give Cindy Dara a blight ticket for all the garbage on that lot. They're not taking care of it anymore. And then the city cut down these beautiful, viable trees and tried to say they were dead. No, they weren't. They were solid as all get out. Cindy put part of the trunk in her truck. I thought she was going to break it. Yet my neighbor had to beg to get a tree cut down that almost fell in her house. And when they finally cut it down, I saw the trunk and it was so open. There were bags inside that squirrels had put in there. So I know I'm going all over the place. All right. Thank you, Ms. Warwick. Uh, Madam President, there was one more caller interested. Uh, good afternoon, City Council. Good afternoon. Uh, may I be heard? Yes. Through the chair. <clears throat> this is one of the problems I had with all of the money going for the Owen School. Um, we should be able to fund what we want to fund. You'd be interested to know that my son was the first graduate of DAPSEP when Kenneth Hill was over the program. He was the first graduate to receive a scholarship from DAPSEP. Um, it's a very important program. I see that it services 1,600 children. Why is there so little money delegated to these things that are so important to us? Um, we have $230 million and a surplus, and we should fund those things that we need funded. We have an issue with children in the streets. DAPSEP is a wonderful program. Mosaic is a wonderful program program and the other program that the, that is for young people was a wonderful program we need to fund those things that are important to us and in our neighborhood and if the the mayor wants to give our money to people in um what is it uh woodtown arrowtown arrowhead uh then we need to direct our resources to what we need because we understand that he doesn't really have a feel for what we need or maybe an inclination. Um, Mrs. Fontaine, she is a tough one um, with integrity and I like that. And that's what I needed to say, thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you so much, Ms. Hughes. Uh, and that will end our public comment. Um, I did check in the uh, NOF charts are online. Um, so if anyone is interested in seeing the recommended funding for the various organizations, they are on uh, the City of Detroit City Council's calendar um, attached to the hearings. Um, and if anyone needs additional information on that, they can always contact our office and we will direct you uh, to the appropriate information. All right, if there is nothing else, Mr. Gulak, are we all set or is there anything else we need to discuss? Uh, no, I think you're all set. Thank you. All right. All right, colleagues, if there's nothing else to come before this committee, is there a motion to adjourn? All right, the meeting is adjourned.